Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 folks. The Yonko table has set sail yet again, and more appropriately this time, towards the grand line you read the title of this episode correctly folks we are taking a voyage on our first ever one piece chronicles uh what exactly a one piece chronicles is well we're gonna be starting from chapter one and recapping all of our favorite moments throughout all the arcs of one piece leading up to the current arc that is going on right now at the recording of this episode which is wano uh, I'm hoping uh, Wano is heading towards the end by the time we catch up with everything, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how close we get. Uh, but with me, as always, to cover up One Piece is fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop. Grandmaster, I, I see the rivalry in your background, the classic rivalry. Um, yeah, yeah, I just think uh, I, I didn't really realize how... There were a lot of tidbits and like greater kind of things going on very early on. This specifically was thought to be kind of throwaway. Then obviously we learned a lot more about this relationship and how these two even know each other. With Shanks and Buggy. Yeah, with Shanks and Buggy. And it it just it's really cool to go back and see Oda really setting the pieces and then just kind of uh you know pulling the rug from under you and be like, oh snap they were part of that crew what the heck what a crew <laughs> so I, I think it'll be fun as we explore these one piece chronicles to see what we can find in our discussion of you know just the overall takes on these arcs and the greater impact if there are any further along the line no i agree this will definitely be a fun voyage as we get further along but uh with us as always our fellow supernovas it's the one the only nino desplazado call me kame chris and let's dive deep into it so our first One Piece Chronicles, we are... So typically, the way we're going to handle this in the future, we're going to dedicate one episode per arc, right? Uh, but this first episode is a special exception. Uh, we're going to be covering all of Romance Dawn up until Syrup Village. And the reason why we're doing that is because <laughs> these arcs by themselves, early One Piece, probably can't carry themselves for an entire episode on the Yonko table. So we, we decided to more or less lump them together. So all of from all the way from chapter one up until Syrup Village, which if you guys don't remember, that is the Usopp arc where they go and meet Usopp and they obtain the Going Mary. 
But um, I guess I I'll throw this onto the table at first. You know, were you guys hooked into One Piece, like reading from these chapters up until Syrup Village? Or did you have to get a little bit farther past that point before you were like, oh, okay, now I'm I'm dedicated to this series? I honestly can't remember if I even went back and read these chapters. I know for a fact, I feel the beginning of my One Piece manga reading started with Fishman Island. So after the two year gap, uh, I want to say maybe I've read the Barati arc in like Shonen Jump. You remember Barati those big was Shonen, my, yep. Barati the Shonen was Jump the magazines? I think that was my first exposure, but that's fine. I feel the anime adapted uh, these early chapters fairly to a T. So um, I don't think there's any major differences going on here, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I think whether you join as a manga or an anime fan is fine. And I think the really big question is, did you join? If you're an anime, if you started with the anime, did you join with four kids or did you join with, you know, like <laughs> Funimation when they took it over? You know, that's a more fun question, I think. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I kind of jumped in on four kids. The same. I did too. I, I, it is what it is. Four kids has its charm as cheesy and <laughs> the edits in four kids is, is insane. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely, the first arc I ever read was Barity. Um, the, the one was Sanji. And then after having read that in the, the thick monthly Shonen Jump volumes in America, that's when I went back and like started buying the volumes individually to read these early chapters. Um, I'll be honest, I probably would not have been invested into One Piece had I started from the beginning. I'm, I'm really glad I started with Barity because I feel like Barity is where they really raise the stakes compared to the previous arcs. So reading the previous arcs, I'm like, okay, so I'm expecting Barity and, and these other ones. And it never really met those expectations, but, um, I, reading them back, I still appreciate what some of the early chapters did. Um, how did you, like, looking back on chapter one, like, I feel like the further you get into One Piece, the more chapter one significance starts to carry more weight. Do you guys ever, like, see yourselves going back in, like, chapter one and reading, like, oh, okay, so Shanks specifically said this on this panel to Luffy. Therefore, a thousand chapters later, that's what this means. You guys ever find yourself doing that? Ooh. Not the not those first chapters, but like, I mean, I'll look back at like older chapters to see like what's going on current and be like, oh, <laughs> we missed about twenty six clues, um, and completely <laughs> forgot about them. And the early chapters were like that, I guess, for Shanks really, and just for like a uh, Zoro and just like the small tidbits that we did get of them back then. Um, that we, I, I guess I felt like weren't that big of a deal. And when I started One Piece, it was, I like started with 4chan, but I didn't like, or 4Kids, I didn't oh. really. <laughs> yes, be certain it was 4Kids. 4Kids. <laughs> what kind of stuff were you starting on 4chan? <laughs> one piece. Ooh, is this One Piece? <laughs> 4chan. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, man. oh okay so back out of the time machine um so four kids so <laughs> no it was it started then but i didn't get interested until like like 
I know we talked about it before, but I didn't get interested until later, like maybe like middle school. So I didn't really read it. I watched it. And then I started reading because I was like, ah, I need spoilers in my life. I can't continue with uh, just being left behind on the anime all day. And um, I would say it, it was uh, it's like fun to go back and see just relevance. But like you can re- like for me, I can really tell that I, like it, like just seeing the your background <laughs> Dr. Chase attorney oh, that, reminds I, I, me just reminds me of how gruesome it was to get through those like first episodes it felt like it felt like really slow and awful like when I was re-watching it and I was like alright like I'm an adult now let me actually like sit down and watch this from episode one to like I think I was at Punk Hazard at the time so I was like let me go ahead and watch all of it and I was like, oh my God, the first hundred episodes were like emotionally fulfill- fulfilling, but they were awful. Like it was like the first, it just dragged, it just dragged. It just was a reminder how much the show can drag sometimes, but I'm not going to beat up One Piece too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I bring a <clears throat> a special perspective to this group because I was a One Piece did denier um for most we of remember. my life a naysayer yeah <laughs> i was definitely and i think i think a lot of it had to do because i never read it never interested me um when they when it was in shonen jump um i was more like oh my god naruto and that that really clicked for me and you know there was a big competition um and rivalry among the fan bases and also um i never really got shonen jump because I only really got them when they had a special Yu-Gi-Oh card um, in Ooh, them. Yeah, <laughs> the Egyptian Yo, God take, card. Take us back, yeah. <laughs> no, they. No, I think the best card I ever got from them, were, and this is a side tangent, but it was like a a zombie, and it was purple, and it was like a king of zombies. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, but I, I feel um, I know what you're talking about too. But what do you call it? Um, so it wasn't until one meme that changed my outlook on it i know what you're talking about (laughs) um and it was a meme i I forget what the meme was it was the it was and every time i come across it i share it and then uh dr jay's attorney is just like kenneth that's the meme that got you into one piece (laughs) and is it um is it the one where um it's saying uh one piece is about like uh Oh my god, I don't want to butcher like the actual subtitle, but it's saying like One Piece is an attack on the government and how like yes. oh. capitalist it is <laughs> yeah. and everything. That was the meme that got him started. He was like, I, oh, I, was... I remember the group. Oh, I, I remember I he sent it, it and, and he asked, <laughs> Nino asked, is this true? And it's just like, <laughs> yes, Kenneth, it is. Watch and... it. And so then I began my journey and I'm reading through this now specifically in the manga. Things happen a lot different, but I I went through it, I think, September of last year and now I'm all cut up. Uh, But these first chapters, especially where we see everyone and I did start off with the four kids, but the four kids really butchered. um, I started off in Loketown, butchered everything and Loketown I remember so succinctly and I also remember that Sanji had a lollipop not mm. a cigarette the best edit I love it <laughs> and what do you call it um then I remember like I remember bits and pieces of the 
um, the island with like assassins that they end up later down the line in Alabasta. Oh, Baroque works, yeah. Yeah, some parts of Alabasta, but after that, I was like, oh, I, I, I don't really want to pick this up. It seems too goofy. Um, but <laughs> these opening chapters do a really good job of kind of sneaking in a lot of the emotional like weight like you really do feel for luffy in the first chapter because he's like a little kid who doesn't know anything about the world but gets so moved and changed that he's like now my life will forever be headed in one direction when it could have gone any which way no i agree that regard because you know when people talk about their favorite moments in one piece usually the conversation doesn't go you know, before Arlong Park, usually. Some people will mention certain moments, but uh, I feel like there's some decently impactful moments in early One Piece, where up to Romance Dawn and Syrup Village. I mean, obviously, Nino mentioned it right now, chapter one, you know, the scene where Shank sacrifices his arm to save Luffy, that changed his life forever. And I, people always go back to it. You always see Toei animation readapting that scene and it keeps getting better every time they, they add more, um, you know, scenes to it, more minutes to it. Um, and, uh, it, it, it was great. And then he leaves the Island. What, what was the first movie did go, 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 no pistol right to the sea yeah. King and then bam off onto the voyage. And then his, his dinghy ends up in a whirlpool. From what I remember, I, I think yep. I think that sip shank, sank really quickly. Um, but uh, what did you guys think about the first arc coming in? Um, that's the arc where he meets Alvida. So you could say Alvida is like the first villain Luffy encounters. And he meets Kobe as well. Um, did you guys like the interaction with him and Kobe? Uh, or Alvida in general. I mean, she, she's very stereotypical. Like, you know, big, mean, jerkish captain of, of a pirate crew. And uh, I treat Kobe like, uh, the you know, basically the ship's janitor, like, terribly. Um, and Luffy beats the crap out of her. I don't know. Like, I'm assuming you guys probably weren't sold yet at, at Alvida, right? Or I mean, I think Alvida oh. just serves the purpose of let's look at the variety of pirates we will find in this world because she's a cowboy she's a cowgirl with a with giant the, a mace, club a mace, a mace. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what the hell is going on here you know and on top of that too anybody can get this goma gomano you know so <laughs> Uh, Luffy wants to punch the crap <laughs> out of <laughs> Right. Anybody can get this Goma Goma though. Uh, but also, you know, Kobe, I mean, you don't you don't really think much of it at first, but he's the first kind of Marine representation, you know. Uh, and he kind of, and again, you don't think it's anything at all because you see Kobe and he's here for like, you know, a couple of chapters, a couple of episodes. And then you don't see him forever again, you know? Uh, but yep. it's just the two paths you can choose in this world of piracy. You could be a pirate or you could be a Marine. And then, you know, of course, this is Luffy's story. So we see his story. And then, you know, we catch up with Kobe in time. A character you probably never thought you would see again. Really like his <laughs> come up later. I and mean, that's the thing. He you got don't a really big think anything up. about it. Right. Yeah. And and I think his was 
Um, because I think that Kobe is kind of the second main character of the series in terms of like thematic storytelling. Like I'm not mm. counting any of the straw hats. Any, oh, any okay, no, to me, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know, yeah. But but like uh someone else who will meet um in who'll be introduced in like properly introduced in Alabasta, uh they have to go on their own journeys. And that and this is Luffy's journey. And you know what I mean? But also those two um Kobe and the other character I'm talking about are also one of the first instances, I think, of the cover stories coming into play. So that's oh, interesting um, when we get down Helmepo, Helmepo. Yeah, I'm not talking about Helmepo, but I'm, I, but he is included. But right, right, right. You mean like later on in the cover stories, they show like um, what the characters are doing while yeah. the main story is going for. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, right. That is the earliest instance I I remember. Uh, that being a thing maybe there's one or two others before that i don't remember them but i remember that being a, a significant one because i was like oh wow this so they're they're actually training to to be marines that's that's funny um but uh i mean alvita's basically wrapped up in like what an episode two episodes yeah. max yeah yeah I, no i think one. just the first episode just one okay yeah yeah there we go. Yeah, she's taking care of <laughs> Dunn, and it's kind of like what, what Grandmaster said. It's just a, a means to establish anyone can get Luffy's hands. Um, so swept under the rug. Uh, bring on Kobe as we go on to... What's the name of the island with Captain Morgan? Oh, I don't know the name of the island, but, you know, Luffy's... Well, it, it's the Captain Morgan. Right, uh, right. And... Arc. I just Captain, Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone remembers good old Captain Morgan. I mean, you know, his anatomy always bothered me because I you look at his elbow and straight from oh. his elbow is coming the, I, I guess, the, the grip uh, the of peg, the axe. Yeah. yeah, it just looks, it, I don't know, I see it and it just, it just turns my stomach. Oh, every I never time thought I of it, it as the grip of the axe. Wow. I just thought what it was a think weird, it was? a weenus, you know. <laughs> he got elongated, he got an elbow. elongated weenus. The longest elbow alive. Yes, correct. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought, yeah. On the hand that happens to be an axe, just yeah. that, that one. <laughs> it, and he had a locked jaw, an iron jaw for some reason too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't Instead know. Instead, it just... got blown off in battle or something. Is that what it, it, is that it was? What it something, was? yeah. I think he was chasing a pirate or something like that. It, but yeah, it was blown off in like a battle. Yeah, just uh, so yeah. you know, these weird designed characters. Uh... Mm -hmm. And But like, see, yeah. I feel like he's a perfect representation of the theme that One Piece was trying to um, elicit that I think Nino uh, was talking about earlier. Captain Morgan is probably the first authoritative figure from the Marines that we ever see in the story. Mm -hmm. He's an asshole. <laughs> He's terrible. He's treating those ah. people on the island in gruesome conditions. His son is is conceited and selfish and he's going around bossing people saying, well, if you don't let me do this, daddy's gonna come over and chop your, I don't know, head, your hand. Whatever he does with that axe, he's, he's going to cut things off. Um, but uh, I, I think that was perfect because it, it was a great representation showing that Luffy wants to be a pirate. Usually the the default image of a pirate is, oh, so they're, they're villainous. They plunder towns. They, they rob people. But here you have 
someone that's working for the government, the, the police in this world, and he's terrible. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it was per I thought it was poetic. It, no, it, it is poetic. Looking back at it, you can appreciate the groundwork of showing anybody is corruptible, A, B, the seeds of power that are in place can already be corrupted. And, you know, yeah, piracy is always looked at as a negative thing, but I don't, I don't know. Piracy is basically, I think One Piece does a great job of just establishing piracy is freedom, and it's what you do with that yes. freedom. You but know? True, but what do you call it? True piracy. You know what I mean? Like, because Luffy is trying to fight, because the first two villains are a pirate in Alveda and then Captain Morgan. So it's basically saying, like, um, I don't know who said it just now, but anybody and everybody can get the Gomu Gomu um, <laughs> pistol. <laughs> I would say, um, like, they do it, like, One Piece keeps that theme of um, you're always trying to figure out, like, wow, who's, who's actually, like, the good guy sometimes? Because sometimes things happen yes. and, you know, you're like, wait, because Colby is a big example when we do see him again. We're like, wait, so I don't know if I should love him or not. Like, is he st he's not going to change. Like, he's a exactly. Marine. So it's like, what do you do? What? How do we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, sorry. I'm no, sorry. That edit is perfect. I, I love that. Literally. That was four kids era, straight up spring pistols and corkscrew guns. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. But I'm coming, Chris. You were making a good point. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. But it's like uh, with like Colby, it's just kind of it, it's like they keep reminding you. It's like we forget we get stuck into like the pirate versus pirate or pirate versus marine. But we always forget and they bring it up every once in a while that there is a middle ground that's not the Revolution Army that like we have no idea where this is going to go. Like at least I don't. Like I don't know where they're going to go with um this true piracy thing. Like, I don't know exactly how Colby's going to, like, quit the Marines, if that's going to be a thing. I don't know <laughs> how Garp is going to handle, you know, like, Luffy, you know, like, I, I just don't know. And then, like, you go back to these early episodes, and it really confuses you more, because you're like, man, this, like, they, they made this theme so apparent back then that now we're, like, still stuck with it, and I still can't get a real answer of, are we going to all be revolutionary army, all pirates? Like what, like what is really going to occur, especially when we get like, um, I think like Zoro, like him being a bounty hunter too. Like when we get there, it's like, it's like, okay. So who exactly, like there's so many realms and you know, just the funky characters and stuff. It's like, it throws the funky characters just threw me off early episodes, but it's like that theme that keeps going with the piracy. You're like, it's just like the, the undertones that Oda does from day one just like kind of blows your yeah. mind, I guess, of, wow, like I can't get past like the devil fruits and we have the longest elbow alive. But like, the, <laughs> but, but like the tone, the tone of it all is like, it's like kind of like deep. It's very deep. And then it goes back to like uh, Nino, you know, like the reason why he started watching this. So like, it, it just, it, it really like, blows my mind how like um just the whole theme of like just keep bringing back like colby and like these certain characters that make us like hey yeah. 
<laughs> all right, what are they gonna do now? Are they Luffy's <laughs> friend or what? <laughs> yeah, and that's why and that's why I said that like Kobe is kind of like the second main character um in this story because we're we get his arc is kind of the most easiest to see throughout the like besides Luffy his is like the most easiest to see arc and when he does pop up again it's funny how much um his second interaction or like not second but like his second huge big moment no wait as he doesn't that's like his third time that we see him um the the big moment that he has near the center of the story how it mirrors the second chapter when he stands up to Alvida. Oh, and he says, right, right. He has, yeah. he has that moment. He's like, I have no regrets now. Mm-hmm. And you just see those wordings when he has that big moment in the middle of the story. And it's kind of like, oh, maybe Kobe is supposed, if Luffy is everything that a pirate should be, then maybe Kobe is everything that a Marine should be. And it's funny how it sort of rhymes. It's it, yeah. it, it's like poetry. No, it, <laughs> it is poetry because you think about two at the end of this arc. And I know we're gonna come back because we're we forgot we there's one more major thing we gotta talk about with this arc. But you know, the 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 driving point that allowed Colby to become a Marine was, you know, Luffy had to beat the crap out of Colby, you know, to disaffiliate. And I yeah, there's there's some something poetic about you know taking that aspect of how they're friends but they have to be enemies but then you know like we've been saying this gray line that can appear anywhere and like Nino just said in the middle of the story with and of course we'll get there come down the line that scene is very beautiful in the sense of you know the gray line is not as thin as it need as it as it could be viewed upon you just need yeah maybe colby is the ideal marine and somewhere that got lost and colby is trying to bring that back so maybe the story is just really trying to reach this middle ground for all these people to you know live comfortably without this uh crazy you know uh grab for power and whatnot because that's really what it is as far as the bigger players at hand right who's the most powerful yeah you're talking about lines between uh, government or uh, what do you call it? Marines and pirates. What are you? Punk hazard? <laughs> that one scene from Punk hazard? Stop. I don't <laughs> even. Get, I can't even. There. I can't wait to be like, I said this joke and now I will bring it back. Sure. You got Once some ways to, to go. But it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got, got a couple arcs. In yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, I mean, obviously one of probably the biggest iconic moment was, uh, in this arc would be the recruitment of Zoro, uh, Roronoa Zoro. And I love, you know, Oda, <laughs> I always read this, these early chapters again, thinking like, wow, o- Oda's really a genius when you, when you think about it, <laughs> it's, 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 he's a poet. He's a poet. Um, and the reason why I say that is because this is the first person that Luffy brings onto his crew. Oda could have easily, when you think about the most generic way you could have done a story like this, Oda could have easily have done some cheesiness where Luffy goes into like a bar on the island and there's uh, some grungy looking uh, 
a sniveling pirate in the corner, flipping a coin, saying, hey, kid, you need a new pirate crew member? <laughs> he could have easily done that. So generic, so cheesy. Like someone, yeah, oh yeah, that that that, that person wants to be part of a pirate crew. Let me bring him on. Luffy's first shipmate is someone that hunts and kills pirates and turns them in for bounties. I think it's I, I think it's amazing. Luffy doesn't care about that. He's like, I don't care what your deal is. I don't care what your game is. You use swords and that's cool. Do you want to be part of my crew? And he's carried yeah. that attitude <laughs> even until now. He always does that. If, if the person, if he gets along with them and or if they seem really cool, he invites them on the ship. Uh, he's a kid. He hears about a pirate hunter. Again, it's that I think it's that line of what is defined as piracy. I think Luffy saw the words pirate hunter and he, he can't be talking about me. Why would he want to kill me? I just want to be king of the pirates, right? And you know, it's it's funny because when Luffy brings it up to Zoro, or maybe was it Kobe that brings it up to Zoro? Um, Zoro answers like, I don't ever remember calling myself a bounty hunter. I just did it for money. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, oh no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah right, right. I think he was tied. I think he was like on the log or whatever. He was yeah, on. he was tied up on the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that conversation. I mean, you really got to see the characterization with a lot of these people because uh, I don't remember the character's name, but it was like the little girl with the, the right. There was balls. a little girl who was keeping him alive. Yeah, with right. the onigiri. The who? The onigiri. Yeah, he did. Oh, is that where the wait? Did he got do his it? Name from? Yes, he that's where the move came from. What do you think he was just naming it after food? Cause he <laughs> cause he likes food? No. I, I didn't know forgot. she was feeding him that. No, I did not know. I, did I didn't know it was named Onigiri. <laughs> I only just oh, recently I'm learned sorry, that's a I'm food sorry. name. I'm sorry, Ethan. I'll 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 Americanize what I just said. She fed him a jelly donut. All right. I just didn't know. <laughs> jelly it was donut. Oni I thought it meant like one. I don't know. Just <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. No, beautiful, right? It was. It was. It was poetry. It rhymed. I agree. It was. It was great. I. You saw a character from both Luffy and Zoro in like what? This was like three chapters. Three chapters, maybe seven. Yeah, one through seven, give or take. Yeah. Like. Mm. Zoro has this tough exterior, but he's got a heart of gold. He ate that onigiri off the floor, dirt covered in mud, stomped on by Helmeppo. Damn you, Helmeppo. And he just ate it. And he said it was delicious because the girl made those rice balls for him. And you see that in other later chapters, which we'll get to. You do. Mm -hmm. it, it carries. It carries. Oda's, Oda's great. Oda's great. Even in Captain Morgan. And he gets better. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just keeps getting better. Yeah, he just keeps getting better. So we get like the the duo uh, back to back fight with Captain Morgan, and uh, I think Helmeppo comes in as well on this fight. But he gets he gets taken care of. Yeah, it's not much of a fight, right? Right. Um, <laughs> but from there, Zoro joins the crew, and as Grandmaster said earlier, we get that one scene with um, uh, Luffy beating up Kobe so that he can disassociate himself from Kobe so he can be part of the Marines. And and I like that Luffy did it that way because um, any other like protagonist would have done it where they just sat, sat down and talked and tried to explain things and 
you know, use logistics Naruto? to it. Like Naruto. He what? Talk, talk, talk no jutsu? <laughs> he would have talked no jutsu the Marines and say, why won't you guys take him? He is not on our side. Haku live for you! <laughs> not another word. <laughs> Your words can be kid. He doesn't do that. He just starts wailing on you his see, ass. That, that is another great thing about Luffy. As naive as he appears, he does have some sense of, you know, the going-ons of the world and what needs to be done or what's the best way to do it. And he's definitely Luffy's uh, established. Yeah, he's really kind of fist first, talk later kind of guy, you know? He like said Goku. anyone. Yeah, he gives like that Goku, like, I have no idea what's going on. I just want to fight and be a pirate. Like, and, uh, Luffy's like, I just want to be a pirate. But in the end, like, he peeps everything, it feels he knows. like. Uh, like, when it's serious, it's serious because he's seriously paying attention. Exactly. And you know? It's really interesting that you bring that connection to Dragon Ball because Oda, like, was really inspired. Like, it's it's really interesting to see, like, how people, how different people were inspired by Dragon Ball, this big monumental series that oh, yeah. lasted for, you know, multiple things. Because then you had like the clones, like Yu Yu Hakusho, which was, you know, they focused so much on the fighting, and not so much on what made the original Dragon Ball, and eventually what continues to make dragon ball interesting that's the world building like oda wanted to and i think oda and whoever kishimoto um when they made this series they're like oh we want a young protagonist that can grow up and then the world grows around them as they grow up and i think oda really does it well um but those those comparisons to to goku and uh, to, to humor you kame chris and to uh goku's uh um, namesake are get interesting as the story go on. Uh, Sun oh, Wukong. <laughs> it gets wow. interesting. Gets interesting. Oh, it, uh, right. Kong. Kong. I think. I think the name. I think that. I think the name He's is. Suppo- I think uh, the relation is supposed to be to uh, Wukong. Wukong. Not, no, mm. not necessarily Goku. I think uh, the inspiration that we see with a lot of main character shonens why the anime isn't exactly like Dragon Ball Z because the main character is really supposed to be like the Monkey King, really. Right. Like, like when you know Journey to the West, literally can't can't unsee it, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah. Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah. Yeah. never unsee any of this stuff. At this point, I feel like, um, what do you call it? And this is no knock to any mangaka up there, but they're just like, we're having such a hard time getting a main character. Why don't we just make Sung Wukong again? <laughs> enough, enough. It works. The formula it works. works every time. Oh my god! It never fails. Uh, but so what? Captain Morgan arc, you know, gets resolved. We get Zoro coming in with Luffy, and I like how they said. And again, it, this is like baby foreshadowing, right? Like. We, we know how for how much Oda foreshadows like hundreds and hundreds of chapters later, but Oda, I like how when Zoro and um, Luffy are in the dinghy, they get lost at sea. And I, I forgot which character it was, but one of them says, do you even know where you're going? And, and the other one says, no, <laughs> what do you mean? And they're like, well, I'm not a navigator. So 
<laughs> we're well, lost. We should go get one. <laughs> we should probably get one. And it's just, are you are you talking about how they are the literally the most absent minded when it comes with directions in the yes. series moving Easily. forward? Right. Well, Zoro yeah. especially. especially. They're both bad. I've they're both no, no one... yeah, Luffy yeah. is but no, like Zoro ends up where he's Luffy ends up where he's supposed to. Zoro never ends up where he's supposed you tell, to you tell you tell Zoro go left. He will purposely, as if he has some malicious intent to to disobey you, he'll turn right. He won't go left, he'll turn right. Northeast. Oh, oh my if, god. If he set up that joke from that chapter i will give him mad props like i i, I bet he did he did, he did. like he did. If, Oda, if Oda did it he did and if he didn't do it he still did it that's the reason <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfect because that segues us into the next arc which is orange town and i feel like this is the first arc where we Shit. really get a, a pirate villain but like more so a villain in general with Buggy the Clown, because we really get to see how evil and how the world views pirates for now. We obviously see way more evilness down the line, but for now, in terms of us really establishing how the world typically views pirates, Orange Town is a great arc to start with. Um, and I, I think it's perfect. We meet Nami, we meet Buggy the Clown, and they're some of the, the best characters in the in the story, of course, uh, Nino, uh, Buggy D Clown. Buggy D Clown. Yeah, right. Buggy D Clown. <laughs> I'm uh, a legend. <laughs> um, you know, what What did you guys think of this arc in general? Did, did you like the dynamic between like Luffy, Nami, Zoro? Did you like introduction of not, of uh, uh, Buggy? You know, overall, like like what did you guys think? I love I love this little like this was really the formula like Oda was really setting up the formula of how one piece fights were gonna go mm -hmm. you know you had the fighting Luffy seems Luffy and Zoro seem to be outmatched and then you have an emotional moment with a flashback and they beat the villain and like very important like it sets up the formula but it's such a good formula because the fights themselves differ so much like i, I someone i was watching they were like oh it, they they made buggy because they said oh luffy's impervious to guns so what if we, yes. someone was impervious to swords mm -hmm. and it's just like hmm interesting no it really is because um I mean, it's showing that just because, like, oh, yeah, we got a badass swordsman on the team. Therefore, he could handle practically anyone he encounters. First arc, he has a major uh, villain to go against after Captain Morgan. Bam. Can't hurt him. Can't right. do it. Chop, chop fruit. What are you going to do? <laughs> Unless you got hockey. Unless you got hockey, but. What? what? But no, hockey ain't going to do nothing like against chop, chop fruit. Hockey? Ooh. Yes, it will. You, you think hockey can, what? You can, what, slice them and it still hurts? Okay, wait. Yes. Actually, someone, someone, no, wait. Someone actually like, was talking this? about this. Should we, we should not get into get, this yet. We not should yet. not get into this. Hockey's but, not introduced yet. Yeah. Um, we'll, we will but, double back. Yeah. Or, this. We, we will. We will. We, we will double back into this. We will double. Stop, write it down. We'll write it down. <laughs> chop, chop, fruit versus hockey. We will come back to this. I think with the chop, chop, fruit itself, though, too, this is our second 
viewing of a devil fruit, right? Yes, because first yeah. was gum gum fruit. This is our first. Yeah, yeah. This is our second and, viewing. And funny enough, they're both paramecia type. Well, uh, whoa. Well, you know what? That's for later. That's for later. That's for later. Yes, stop. Paramecia. Paramecia. You're right. You're right. Foreshadow. They are both paramecia. That's annoying. Oh, that's gonna happen a bunch. Um. Yes. They're both paramecia type. Uh, so it's setting, you know, the devil fruits themselves are like the kind of like the what the anime equivalent to like, you know, chakra, the different kinds of chakra, the different types of key energy, spirit energy. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Literally. <laughs> devil fruits are devil fruits are so unique to One Piece. That yeah. I think a One Piece would be completely unrecognizable without Devil Fruit. Well, I think the Devil Fruits out, out of everything has done it the best. I think. Uh, yeah, no, like, I mean, like you see it in other series, like like My Hero with the quirks. Each person's unique in their own way. Back when it was still a thing, Bleach. Each character had their own like sword that had its own abilities. Um, so. It, it's there, but I, I I do agree. I think One Piece Oda has such a fantastical Nen, way. Of, Nen with Hunter Hunter, Nen, yeah, oh, right. Nen with Hunter Hunter. Nen probably does it like the best. But Devil it's Fruits right. are true, true. Yeah, but Devil Fruits are just so different because they're not innate to the user. Like anyone can eat right. a Devil Fruit, right? You know what you I mean. You gotta find one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta find one. You better hope it's the one you want, not like a. You know, giraffe or something. Oh, we just, uh, <laughs> I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say like, uh, we just learned that devil fruits mean nothing. Absolutely, I mean, we always knew that, but I'm jumping. That's that's you're, you're dialogue. Jumping. We just you're that's jumping. dialogue we just got. Actually, let me relax. Either way, I it's funny because you know early on they established that devil fruits are supposed to be these rare things in the world of one piece that like you know you're you're likely never gonna see one but as the story goes on you realize almost everyone has a devil fruit <laughs> well there's just a devil fruit for everything uh, like for imaginable everything. like if you can think it up there's a devil fruit for and, it and it's genius because now because from there oda set a standard early on where he's not limited by anything a devil right. fruit can be about it there's one there's a one piece movie jumping ahead where the devil fruit is luck it gives you an insane amount of luck that's the fruit that's the fruit power what what is that <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, but i'm getting ahead of myself but again i like the introduction of the chop chop fruit with buggy um, I, to expand on that i just thought about it what the luck uh, fruit no chop 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 fruit yeah so the first two fruits we got the first one being the most important and having probably the most important, uh, well, most dramatic um, defense to that. And that's Shanks getting his arm chopped off. And like, I guess to when you really think about it and think about now, like, oh my God, like that significance of Shanks, of Shanks doing that for Luffy. Like, oh. I, like, you know, like that's like, you know, that's a huge deal for, well, for, Shanks to just let his arm get cut off I, by Luffy. Which I, that could have happened before if you if I don't know if you understand no, what I'm saying. Like no, I, I get I see yeah, what you're like, putting down. Yeah. However, 
Shanks can't swim if he takes the chop chop fruit. No, 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 not that. No, so listen. So I'm just saying, like, since we saw the first most important, I mean, th- I could be memeing this, but like, would Buggy be like the second most important because of his role in that big ass, the best, the biggest pirate crew we've seen? Like, you know, like he wouldn't be there for no reason. Okay. So right. I mean, I'm just like getting to a like. I'm just so like, you think the there. chop chop fruit at some point is gonna <laughs> be something <laughs> ridiculous in the future. Yes. I mean, I think, who I knows? Possible. I think who knows what it could awaken. Yeah, it's yeah. just so weird. Like now looking back on it, like, do we really want to mention like, like some spoilerish things for that? Because it's it's relevant when you're reading through the chapter and you're caught up and you're like, wait a minute, hold up. Now that we know what we know. Like one thing that stuck out to me was Shanks uh, got the Gomu Gomu no Mi from an enemy ship. Yeah, right. Who they tie it back in? There, there's a there's a couple enemies that we know Shanks went up against before. But what do you call it? There's only one that we know for sure. One that we know for sure, and it just happens to be after, you know, with the three marks on his face, Ooh. and. And oh. what other devil fruit looks like <laughs> Luffy's? Okay, mm. listen. Let's I'm trying to, let's I'm stay focused to, on like, the, the current. Where you're missing? You're, I'm giving Orange I'm giving Town. Good Orange, Orange Town. You're losing me. You're losing a me. buggy bomb. That's that's what I'm trying to get to. The a buggy, buggy bomb. bomb. Buggy. How how did you just get back to buggy? Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm moving on. Okay. Y'all buggy didn't bomb. What I had to say. Okay. He bombed it like buggy bombs. The buggy like, bomb. Got, okay. <laughs> buggy bomb. I mean, if we're talking about buggy bombs, yes, buggy is a bad pirate. He is the, you know, the worldly view of what pirates can do. Again, not the worst we've seen, but he's bad. He's taken he's over this joke. town. And he's been a joke the entire time. I feel like he's not going to be a joke at the end of all this. Like he's probably uh, going to have like. Buggy. A huge significance. Like I mean, Buggy has Buggy. one of the greatest come ups so far. In literally, <laughs> literally, by doing nothing. Have some spines. Listen, <laughs> early on, what was great about this is that I feel like it established a, a solid rivalry uh, between Luffy and Buggy mm. uh, because we didn't know what. Because like, if, if if we're judging based on how. Luffy handled the first couple villains. He just one-shotted them, essentially, and then he's over and done with them. Likely never going to see them again. Alvita's a different story, but we're not there yet. Um, But with Buggy, I feel like they established really early on, like, hey, this guy, we're going to see him again uh, to have this back and forth between Luffy. And Oda does this a couple times with other characters, too. I won't mention them yet. We are going to mention them once we get to them. But Oda tries to do rivalries between Luffy and one other character. I feel like Buggy has been the most consistent. Um, And that's because of how great he was in this arc. He was evil, almost no redeeming qualities, but he was hilarious. Because if you made fun of his big red nose... (laughs) He he would not have any of that. And it's hilarious because it's like... That's his nose. It's That's not like a nose. prop he puts up. It's his nose. I forgot that was his actual nose, actually. So, yeah. 
it's it's insane. No, definitely hilarious. Um, Buggy's also one of the best designed characters in One Piece. Like just like looking at his character model, you're like, damn, that's a that's a nice character. You know, <laughs> he has a he has a theme. He you know he has like the three knives and he has like the striped shirt and the you a know clown. The, he's a clown. He's a clown. Blue hair. It's funny. Yeah. No, it's definitely funny. And then he's got a whole, his whole crew is circus theme. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Right, right. And, you know, we talk about establishing, you know, kind of the, the One Piece formula with the fights. Uh, you know, everyone had their person to go up against. Not really Nami. Nami didn't really fight. She did tie up Buggy's parts. That was good. But uh, Zoro, Luffy had double duty. He had to fight Buggy. And he had to fight the, the lion tamer. Well, he had to fight the lion. Right. He had to knock yeah. out the lion. Uh, but, you know, Zoro had the cool fight against the other swordsman uh, who was on the unicycle. <laughs> right. How right. how convenient that the other crew has a swordsman. So that... And it gets Gotta more ridiculous. It. This trope gets more ridiculous as the series goes on. Like, that <laughs> so conveniently on the, on the enemy group, they have a swordsman so that Zoro can be like, ah, I bested you. Now I'm the better swordsman. Uh, yeah, it's a true. They're supposed to. They're yeah, supposed they're supposed to. Yeah, that's, to. Why Luffy, that's why Luffy wanted those specific people because those specific people are usually in a pirate crew. So that's why it's always ironic when they see someone, oh, they have a fighter that also could fight Sanji. Oh, they have a swordsman. Just for Zoro. Is that, that one animal on that ship? <laughs> well, it, it's see, with all that said, it's fun to kind of try to match up who's gonna fight who when they establish, you know, who's the opposing force, who right. you know and that's that's fun. And the thing is, you know, we didn't really touch on it too much, but like even in the scenario where it's like, oh, it's just another swordsman versus another swordsman, Zoro's sword style is very unique. He has three, and it makes no sense how he's talking in full sentences with that <laughs> blade grip in his mouth. <laughs> I'm sure we've all tried it. We're like, how does he? How does he talk? And you put something in your mouth, and you're like, I, I can't say a word. I've tried it. I've tried I can't. It. It's yeah, impossible. It. Now, your jaw strength also has to be impeccable to Insane. hold up. There's no way those katanas are so light that you know. No, uh, but you know, you know. I actually read something about that Oda confirmed that um, when Zoro puts his blades in or the sword in his mouth, that it hurts him. Like it physically hurts him to keep it there. His teeth are probably grinded like really badly. Um, they, they probably are. Yet, so for sure. Oh, yeah. No, Dennis. Yeah. Definitely and to not. think he only did this because he couldn't beat his childhood friend who I think is dead i don't know and i think i don't i don't even remember if that's covered in romance don but um that might no, it is it, it is or oh, i thought it that is. was right before barati no no they, they they cover zoro's backstory and, and captain morgan it was okay. very quick um uh -huh. nothing too memorable but you never know because oda likes bringing up old stuff and saying remember this <laughs> um but uh yeah I, one thing that i think was really good in this arc orange town was Nami because Nami has a very clear disdain for pirates and she challenges the notion of Luffy wanting to be a pirate and I feel like it goes back I don't remember who said it earlier but it goes back to what Luffy's definition of a pirate is he has to show Nami in this arc 
He's not trying to be another Buggy the Clown. And he sure as hell is not trying to be a Marine. He just wants to be free. And that's his definition of a pirate. And he's not going to let anyone change it. And Nami sees that because she was willing to turn him in and potentially kill him by, by giving him up to Buggy. She was but, really annoying in these be beginning parts. Like, she was very... I did not care for Nami. Here, she was annoying. <laughs> and then we have... And then we get to... Uh, she gets... Uh, Arlong uh, comes around, and she's even more annoying. Now... Like, her, <laughs> like she, wait a minute. She was very quiet. Like she was like she oh. kept like denying Luffy's friendship and that kept pissing me off because I'm like, oh. just accept him already. Once we but get to Arlong. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying, I think point. yeah, you could call her annoying here, maybe. But did you not rethink that after Arlong? I don't want to get too much after, into Arlong. After after, after right. Yes, but right. during I was very like Dude, if you don't just be his friend, he's not going to leave you alone. Like it felt the same with Robin too, but we can that that's like one of my favorite. But we I won't can, go there. But I can <laughs> I can get it. I can get it. Like it was, but you have to say, point. you know, yeah. like when you're a kid and you get frustrated at like a TV show, you're like, come on, be his friend. Like that was that was me with Nami. But that's how it keeps you. But that's how it keeps you entertained. Like <laughs> yeah. like Oda like Oda is really trying to like make you feel something so that when you finally get to the to the end, you're like, ah. We finally yes. are here. Like, <laughs> that and, is why. And and I think in you know, I think with crew members, like there's this they set up the formula very early on, you know, at least with the first or really the all of these blue, where you know, Zoro doesn't want to join Luffy, you know, at the beginning because he's like, I don't really need you. Luffy proves that, like, hey, you know, I'm worth my stuff, and Zoro's like Guess I'm, guess I'm, you know, and Zoro didn't want to be because he's like, I'm not going to be second fiddle to, to anybody. I want to be the um, greatest swordsman. For sure. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, <laughs> hmm? um, something that happened. But uh, yes. And then Nami hates pirates. We have to get through Nami hating pirates. And then what do you call it? And do we say, do we want to even segue into Usopp and hey, we can, we can segue. Now? I think we're we good could. here, right? Nami yeah. joins as the navigator, problem solved. Temporarily. They now temporarily, they have a means <laughs> of knowing where they're going, uh, at least. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they make it to Syrup Village. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Before Syrup Village, sure. there is one island they make a pit stop on. It's, it's not an arc, but um, it's like maybe an episode. It's that island where... They meet that guy that's stuck in the treasure chest. Skip it. Oh my God, that's. I think his name is Galman. It's I've important it. until it isn't. It is. <laughs> You're right. He's gonna appear at the last chapter. Hell and you're gonna be like, no, oh no, no, we should have mentioned him. No, I have the one him right piece. now, and let's go. Yeah, I have the one piece. <laughs> the one piece was inside this box the whole time. So that's what they were laughing at when they got to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they saw Galman. They're that's like, what they saw. <laughs> a man stuck in a box <laughs> what is this this is what we've been traveling the grand line for <laughs> I stay watch. Home. watch no absolutely watch. not no 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 um, but last an episode over and done with we get into syrup village uh oda's take on the boy that cried wolf i think it's perfect Boy, right. girl, uh, 
Okay, yeah, boy. I was oh yeah, no. It no is. I was gonna say Pinocchio, but yes, boy. I mean, right. the character the, is Pinocchio. How like, about a, a conglomerate of storybook liars? Yes, I agree. It's yeah. funny because has Usopp lied? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, no, he well, has. Yes. Okay. Has. Well, is it lying if they come true later? A no, clock is right it's... twice a day. That's uh, Usopp has been right. Usopp has been right. And, and this is uh, Usopp has been right from the very beginning about every single thing he says. When we meet him, he's like, let me tell you these stories. And then they just so happen to go on these stories in what do you call it? In, well, that's, in that's, the future. Well, but that's well, the boy who cried wolf. Eventually, a wolf came and nobody <laughs> believed him. <laughs> he kept lying that there were pirates every morning eventually pirates came and nobody believed them right um, was that because of his dad yeah like, what's a pirate oh was, lying was he looking for his dad like, wait are, are you see? saying he was lying because of his dad no like maybe it was like uh out of, like i no, i'm not saying he's lying because his dad but maybe that was uh maybe they didn't get into it but um, maybe that was like a way of like, because he knew his dad was a pirate. Oh, so like, got it, got he's it. Like, oh, there's pirates. They're like, you know, like, oh my god, it dad, must be here. my dad. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> oh, it could be a coping. I mean, he left on good terms. No, yes, I, he. They never really confirmed he, what he, he left. Into it. We're going to get into it though. I have a feeling. Well, okay, right. This is this is one of the few times we get Oda tying back something that's happening right now in the story to something in the past, specifically with Shanks's crew. We learn that this character Usab that is crying wolf the entire time is indeed the son of Yasop, another member of Shanks's crew who happens to also be a sharpshooter, and Luffy remembers him very fondly along with other shanks's crew members um yes up was more of a father to luffy than he was his own son oh, i want to i want i really want to emphasize this we don't know that truth we don't we don't, we don't, know, we don't how, know why <laughs> we don't know how yeah. deep that statement goes but was yes prominent enough for luffy to remember him and recognize be able to recognize his son you know yeah, I guess so. So that's more than Usopp doesn't even know what his father looks like. Actually, yeah, he doesn't. He thinks his oh, dad probably God. has a long more like of father that. confirmed. I'm sorry, dad of the year, right there. That's funny. I like how his yeah, mom also has the nose. I don't know. It's the just, mom it's has funny. the nose, the dad has the sunken the face. face. Yeah. yeah, the rest of the face. It, it's, it's funny. Now um, he's got dreads that confirms the. Right, the Reds African that are based blonde? heritage. I don't know. Wait, uh, don't does? get too oh. deep into Wait, it. Yeah, yeah. So dreads, dreads are. He has yeah. dreads now. Yeah, they're like oh. a dirty blonde. Yeah. Oh god, I gotta look him up again. I'm oh, still yeah, remembering man. him from part one. Like Shanks's like, crew had a glow up. Shanks's crew had a glow up. Even even the 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 big guy that's always Luck, eating meat. He, he's still pretty big, but like okay, oh, he's bigger now. He's bigger. Yeah, than he's like bigger now, now right? <laughs> that's the glow up. He's bigger. When we see him again, he's he's like twice a Shanks. Before he was like barely meeting Shanks, and he, I like only know this pictures or something. No, Red? this you can you can you can look at the big guy from when we see Shanks again in the middle of the story. Um, but he's a lot bigger than Shanks, and I only know I only point that out because 
he was the one who shot that guy. I was going to say that. Yeah. The, and he, he was like, <laughs> he kept eating meat. It, it was one of those few moments where you saw a visible casualty in one piece where this, this dude oh my shot gosh, him in yes. the head. Just oh, shot him yes, in the he head. Did. Yes, he did. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Brutality. That was really brutal early on. Yeah. It was. I thought that was going to be the rest of the tone. Now people just get punched to death mostly uh, or punched <laughs> into oblivion. But yeah, it was brutal. Lucky is a Super son of a gun. And um, there's Beckham too. There's Beckham. Uh, well, Beckham, he just uses the blunt end of the gun. He uses the handle to fight. Because that's just 2% of his power. No, I'm pretty sure that's all he does. He just uses there, the ben He's the first mate of Shanks's crew. So that yeah. means he's on the equal grounds of Zoro at least. I'm just saying that's how he doesn't, he doesn't turn the gun around and shoot it. He only <laughs> fights with the blunt end. <laughs> it's gonna we shoot it. We have not seen any of, of what do you call him of Shanks crew fighting. Oh, I guess you didn't play We're going to. you didn't play One Piece Grand Battle on GameCube. Oh. Ew, that game was uh, terrible. Ben oh. Beckham was an assist character, and that's how he fought with the blunt end. Is it of, canon? Is it canon? It is canon. All I have. Did Oda write one canon? piece grand battle? Yes, he did. Well, we'll get red. I think I think we'll see shit. some Shanks crew motion in red. I'm gonna, oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. right. You're yeah, right. We're, we're will we, or will we just see Shanks continuing the tradition of ancient fathers? In the story, um, he already Listen. is ain't shit. Hello, he left. <laughs> we are getting sidetracked. Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Sierra <laughs> uh, Village. I know we like talking about deadbeat dads because, because of it relates. It relates to Shanks. All of this relates to Shanks. Yes, Usopp's Village. Sierra Village is the first foreshadow to <laughs> Raftel and Shanks. Um, but Usopp. Again, Oda being genius with the type of characters that he has recruiting onto Luffy's team. This is the first person where you look at and there's not a single damn thing at first glance where you're like, Luffy wants to bring this guy on the crew? How, why? He's got a swordsman that could put a sword in his mouth. He's got a navigator <laughs> that could guide them on the ocean. What is, what is Usopp doing? But then as the art goes on, you realize, hey, Usopp's kind of got a little bit of a Batman kit in him with his sharpshooting thing. He's got like little pellets that do fire. Uh, He's got cow traps. Cow traps. Um, The rotten egg. Did he use the rotten egg here? Uh, no, I think he does he it in Arlong. Yeah. I, I don't know if he uses it, it yet. I guess, I guess if anything, it just hints at Usopp is more brain versus brawn. Yeah. Despite his cowardness, you know, um, everybody else so far in the Straw Hat crew has shown somewhat courage in the face of adversity. And Usopp, you know, runs away first. Uh, and then he has to dig down and, you know, find that bravery and courage in him. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's, I, I think I think you know when you look at a guy like Usopp, uh, Usopp is probably like quote unquote the realest of characters. He's really grounded 
in realism and like if we were in yeah that nose really One speaks Piece, realism yeah. right there well say what <laughs> that <laughs> nose no. really speaks of realism okay i'm not talking about depiction i'm talking about like characteristics <laughs> like Got he's it. not freaking stretching halfway across the island he's not carrying three swords you know and i guess nami you throw nami into that too and he definitely addresses this later on in the series usopp is weak Ooh, yes he does yes he does yes, he, he does usopp is weak and he's gotta use brain over everything and inju ingenuity in, what's the word Inju ingenuity. ingenuity he's very he uses that and i that's i think that's the best part about usopp he brings that to a crew who doesn't really use he, ingenuity it, it also is like i guess it's kind of like the krillin effect where you need someone who is kind of at the level of the audience um, to understand that, like, all these people that we're seeing, that we're following, are really greater than the average human, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, one thing that we do say about Usopp, yes, he's weak, but as time will tell, Usopp can take a beating, probably more so than anybody else yes. on the team. <laughs> he can take it. Miraculously heal a uh, healing rate too. Like uh, I always I always thought that um so you know how when we got in uh Dragon Ball Super when uh the one dude that Frieza was training with was like, Oh, like I'm super like I'm super he, Saiyan level. And yes. like it never that never happens to Usopp. Like you think he gets smacked in the face with hockey one or two many times or like a strong punch and now he's like, I'm indestructible. No. No. <laughs> well, wait. Wait oh. wait until uh, a certain person gets up from his uh, dirt nap. Watch. God D. Usopp will rise. I'm telling you. Oh, Jesus. Say God D. Usopp? God D. Yeah. Usopp's going oh, no. his name. No. Um, <laughs> funny enough, Nino mentioned the Krillin effect. The English dub of uh, One Piece, Sonny Strait, who voices Krillin, also voices Usopp. Usopp yeah. It's genius, really, and it works. Like the guys, it's perfect. Like I, I hear Usopp in English, I hear Krillin. I low perfect. key want to say Oda handpicked that to happen because I know for a fact Oda handpicked Chris Sabat to do Zoro. He oh said, he did he did he didn't oh want I didn't any, know that yes that is a true fact. He handpicked Sabbath and said he didn't want anyone else to do Zoro. So. I wouldn't have any other way. He's the perfect no, I, I, I think it's perfect as well. Yeah. Luffy, hey, yeah. on the other hand. I, I have some Luffy's suggestions. Luffy's such a tough voice actor to get right because of the yeah. character. But back to Sarah Village. Back we get, we get some really interesting villain work because now, you know, we see the cat guy and the Captain Kudo. Or yeah. what's his what's his fake name? Claha Clahador. That's yeah, that's the, his like butler that. name as he was posing as the oh, butler. Oh, Clahador, yeah, Clahador. Hello, you know, I think Claw in the name. To tie back to the question, Doctor Jace, that you asked in the beginning, when did we know that we were hooked onto One Piece? Don't say Sierra Village. It was really was Sierra <laughs> Village. Really that's was. a fair point that's i mean fair. it's fine yeah no because it, when it i was going through it because like the first couple arcs are like captain morgan and alveda and romance don go by so quickly that i yeah. couldn't get my feet you know but sir and then you know orange town happens and orange town is you know fun uh 
but I, I didn't know what this story had in store. It was very straightforward, but Syrup Village is the first time we get some real drama in this story. It you does. had the idea of classism really being introduced and like hammered home because Usopp is like seen as like a beggar in the street um, and he's in love with somebody who's of higher class of noble birth and she doesn't even know and it's funny because she doesn't even know what she wants to do with life um, and, and Usopp is the only thing that like entertains her but then she goes on to become like she wants to become a doctor by the time Usopp gets ready to leave and it, and it was really just interesting like the battle like I think I feel like you see a lot of like one piece standards um in this in this arc Zoro was like oh go northeast or whatever go to that place oh the yeah islands. they got lost I remember and they got lost and you know there was just some drama like betrayal and what do you call it there was like uh, anticipation because Usopp and Luffy overhear Captain Kuro's plan you know, and then you as a reader, you're like, oh, shit, what did they get themselves into? Yeah, the, the stakes was, are kind of higher a bit. Yeah. You know, Wucky was a clown. Art. Yeah. This is the right. art that really, that really, like, sold me to keep going. I can I can see why because like even though I liked Buggy's arc it's kind of like what you said Buggy was a clown at the end of the day he had like a joke side to him uh aside from also being villainous but with Captain Kuro there were no jokes with him he was there to commit to a goal he wanted to kill uh Kaya I think her name Kaya. was yep. um steal the steal the boat of their fortune from <laughs> It's a good way of looking at it, yeah. <laughs> right, he wants to steal that. And he's not letting anyone get in his way. And <laughs> this guy, didn't he kill her parents, I think? Didn't he? I like, think so. Like, poison them or something so he could, I don't know, it was something like that. But um, very intimidating. Plus, he also did that cool thing where, like, uh, because he, his his um, his claws, I guess, were on his fingertips, yeah, the... he had to push his glasses up with oh, his yeah. hands. I don't know. I thought that was cool. It was very, um, I, you know what? I'm going to refrain from that. It was very, uh, it gave. It, yeah. The, <laughs> the hands, like, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It gave. Like... <laughs> Finesse, style. Yeah. yeah, he ate that. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was it was good it was good um and and he was you know his his kit in terms of like how he fought was really cool uh he had speed on his side and you know we, we didn't really touch on it too much i liked up until this point i like seeing the creative ways that luffy would use his powers because luffy can stretch and it's not really the typical main character power gimmick you would see in other shonen series like usually the author will give their main character something crazy like fire or uh i can blow so stop no 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 <laughs> we'll get into it we'll get into it <laughs> you're you are so you are so on point oh properties, properties of rubber fueled by or limited by the imagination of the user yes Leave rubber. it. That's it. That's it's not it. typical. It's not That's a typical it. thing that you would give someone. So you see Luffy getting creative in all these arcs, and you're wondering what's the next thing he's gonna do. Well, he did Gomu Gomu no Pistol. He did Gatling already. He did Balloon. What's next? Bell. 
boom, headbutt him straight in the face. Yeah, but he, I, he stretched pretty far back. Like, that's a concussion. That's like, and you know what? <laughs> it's some of these moves. This is why I kind of like One Piece, especially in the manga. Oda does a good job drawing this. These attacks look insanely brutal to the mm -hmm. point where I refuse to believe there is not some permanent damage to some of these characters Luffy. after these fights. Luffy's fine. I'm talking about Kuro. Oh. He's not made of rubber. He got a... God, Grandmaster said it himself. He he flung his head back. What? All the way back up that hill. He, he said it back <laughs> up the hill. Yeah. Bang. Straight on. Homie got unconscious. That is a concussion, brain damage, permanent brain damage. Like, I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe that's why we never seen that character again. For now. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a couple of East Blue characters we don't see. He's going to show up seen. in Elbath. Uh, the yeah. world yeah. Here we go. Uh, Gotta yeah. do the cat dance, whatever he. I, I oh, what he out of the bag attack. Out of the. Oh God, I hate that. I used that to, day. I used to mimic it. I used to be like standing, like for our for our uh, listening viewers. Check that out on YouTube if you want to see. Yes, some if you dare, if you creation. dare. Right. <laughs> um. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Kuro was great as a villain. Uh, we also got Django. Uh, Django was all right. He was okay. cool. Uh, okay, we can talk about... Oda just has a love for pop culture. Django was oh. moonwalking right. the yeah. whole time. I was just going to say he loves Tim Burton. Like, Oda lo gotta love Tim... Like, he loves That's the vibe you got from culture. Django? No, not Django, but I was saying... I was going to make a comment, like, pop culture. Like, he, Oh, okay. He loves, like just all types of pop culture like he, he does he does i i i mean it just was weird seeing um django just kind of moonwalking and he did the he, he, <laughs> it was smooth criminal be... if anything um you're right he did um weird but uh, i mean cool. I, could, I, I couldn't relate it at the time i was like, I, I didn't relate it either oh no same i, <laughs> I was, was like, like is this supposed to be a racist joke or is this supposed to be like <laughs> a, a tribute? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't know. Is Michael supposed to be a his, cowboy? Actually, the Jango's whole look—the nose, the lips. Um, oh my god! Yeah. yeah. His cheekbones. Yeah. His chin. Oh god! It's very on. Oh wow. I I think though I will say it's cool to see later on his like pop culture influences some characters look directly like whoever they're trying to emulate uh um, lenny kravitz oh lenny kravitz oh my right. god bro um which one's lenny kravitz he's uh you'll we'll get there oh we'll get I, there. I, I i know lenny kravitz is one oh okay i got it i i got it i i just i, I have some thoughts on who it is but i don't know if uh, i'm right there is a direct steven tyler like without a question um oh god uh steve dress rosa i'll just say dress rosa Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. They're they're fun. I guess they're fun. It's a weird little entertainment value. It's like it is that little yeah. part of One Piece you can like in one One Piece trivia. Who is Django of the Black Cat Pirates based on? Is it A. Michael Jackson post, or is it B. Michael Jackson pre? B. Michael Jackson pre. Eddie Operation. Murphy? 
And on that note, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Eddie Murphy. It's not a joke. It's just like that. Like fans will. I get it. Pick out that stuff. Yeah, I get it. And I'm in disagreement. (laughs) I'm in active disagreement. That's fine. That's fine. The last, the last thing we get from Syrup Village is probably the most iconic moment is the acquirement of the Going Mary. Yes. Uh, The, I mean, (laughs) Going Mary is just so beautiful. Such a beautiful ship. Um. We won't talk about its ultimate fate, but right now, that was the ship. You know, you thought One Piece and the Going Mary, the goat, the goat head. That was easily the most recognizable. Going Mary's the goat. Yeah, who's based off of the goat character. The Going Mary was like the events of after the Going Mary was pretty much like, uh, it really reminded you like, damn, I'm really attached to this fucking anime. Like, why am I, why am I again crying over all this shit all the time? Like, Like, even (laughs) this is the only anime that's made me cry so many times. (laughs) Like, even right now, like, it's not just a shift. It it might as well be a character. It's a crew member. They got two crew members. They got Usopp and they got the Going Mary. And it's, oh God, it's just, it's just beautiful. I love the mast. I love just how the Going Mary is designed. It's just perfect. Um, yeah. And it comes with Usopp too, so so he's a plus. He's a plus yeah. onto the crew. And you know, um, it's surprising. Like even after so many years of One Piece being in print, the Going Mary is still a, a symbol of One Piece. Yeah, you know? it is. And it's I, I, it's and I this is where I hope because I've seen some some behind the scenes um, things of the new Netflix live action Ooh. and. The going Mary looks a little bit too serious. Give me dumb goat head. Oh, I Give me seen, the dumb I goat I, images. Hey, like, I've seen nothing. It I've looks seen. crazy. Yeah. Like it looks. These images are out. Like you both see these. Them. I mean, I've seen them, but it could be. I mean, it's, it could be. It could be like, fake. oh, we just tried it, and then you know, maybe yeah. they're like, oh, rebuild it. Like it's not dumb looking enough. It needs to be, you know, like naive and assuming this is the image i'm uh you're referring to yeah it looks kind of dumb like i mean like not not dumb in the good way like the the going mary is it looks it looks too serious it looks like an actual galleon ship <laughs> and yeah and you know, that, that's not what yeah, the going like, mary is supposed to be like that it's looks not like even ship real and even real ships like real ships had goofy stuff all over them like yeah. that's what Oda was based i mean i off. see i assuming this is the right one i see like what i'm assuming is going to be the goat head in the front i mean it looks like it's smiling but it's very it's too realistic it looks it's giving almost demonic. fury at universal oh, islands of adventure you're okay i, I was it's looking at a different one. Christ. That's yeah, Antichrist. Giving. I'm getting that. I, I see. I see. It. I see <laughs> That's it. what it's yeah. giving. It's giving that realistic goat head. And then, yeah, no, not for me, Oda. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not, it's not even Oda. Whoever's been, Netflix. the Netflix people, Netflix. Why are you uh, doing this? I mean, that's a whole nother. Uh, that's a yeah. Whole another issue. Whether or not that's going to be successful, or when it finally does come. Oh my, I that but scares me. Tough. I mean, it'll be about this 
like what we're talking about, like the beginning part. You know? Oh no, I just mean, Ooh, yeah. will it be faithful, yeah. and how will it look? I'm worried. It's, uh, I, have, I'm, I have no expectations. Well, Netflix. I just know Netflix has not been like good with anime adaptations as of late. And you know, I think, I think it's really. I mean, anime, um, live action anime adaptations. There is the best one you'll find is the Death Note live action, which is real. No, no, not the English. The Japanese. Oh, oh. oh God! Please yes. be specific. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I only acknowledge the Japanese version because that one was actually probably better than the anime. I said it. I said it Ooh, had a better. I need end. to watch it. I need yeah. to watch that. I haven't seen that one. I mean, yeah, don't watch. Really good. I've don't really watch good. the English one. Oh my but, gosh. But what do you call bad. it? I think I and I think going back to like the theme of this episode, these first arcs are so compared to the rest of One Piece, everything goes by so fast in these beginning arcs. And you know, looking back on it, it, it really is that meme where it says. Oh, people, you complain about having too much One Piece to watch. And then when you're caught up, there's not enough One Piece to go around. That's, 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 yeah. that's, and I wonder in adaptation, you know, how are they going to adapt well, you know, Romance Dawn, um, Captain Morgan, Orange Town, Syrup Village. How are they going to adapt it well so that fans aren't like, what the hell is this you know how how are we going to get to a point where it's people can have you know these characters that everyone knows by this point and loves and actually get to know them in a new way and it's going to be really hard because these first chapters i feel like are really hard to adapt if you're trying to stray away from the source material I mean, I, I hope they don't try to stray away. I feel these would be the easier ones to adapt because they are relatively quick. Straightforward, Straightforward. Like but every detail in them comes back at the beginning. I mean, it just please just put a story, Helmer, who cares about the source material. I mean, the and, first chapter has to be really easy to adapt. Yeah, right. Like, no, verbatim. Should, you don't have it, to deviate from that. Right. I mean, and you know, as a, as far as, you know, series goes, you can start setting up pieces in various episodes, not all just thrown in one episode, but that's however they want to tackle it. We'll see how that comes. We shall Fingers see. crossed, right? Fingers crossed on no that. expectations, you know. That's fine. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably best to do it. Yeah, keep right. it there. When I watch it, I hope I'm wild. If not, whatever. I mean, kind we of talking have... about... Oh what, Nino? We always have we always have the chapters that are we coming on. Yeah, we do. We and, got the yeah. we got the real thing. We can yeah. always come back and cry <laughs> and read the original. Um, <laughs> um, but I would say that kind of covers this first portion of One Piece. I don't know if there's anything. I mean, obviously, after this, there's there's what? one thing I think we forgot to talk about. One thing, what? Foreshadow talking about uh ace i'm sorry not ace um shanks saving luffy uh stopping you know the uh the oh, so we're in, we're, we're in spoiler territory now. i no, i said foreshadow i said <laughs> I, i'm all i'm saying I, is i said foreshadow i'm just saying I, I, when he stopped I'll, the sea king by looking at it that was interesting but you want to know something here's another interesting thing how come shanks uh pirate of 
very big ambitions that we learn later on. How come we spent over a year in the East Blue? Hmm? Foreshadow. <laughs> you know, there's a theory about um, Shanks uh, knocking it up with the, the bar owner. With Medical? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, because she has a kid, like in the chapter that Luffy... Um, <laughs> another deadbeat dad moment. One piece red. One piece red. We're gonna find out that's Monica's kid. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. Um, yeah, these. I mean, I don't know. That's just a theory. We don't know if that's the case, but it's it, it's a fan favorite theory. Uh, Shanks knocked knocked her up, and and in typical so dad fashion. Because- Pirates back in the day, as far as we know, used to have kids everywhere. So it's like, you would think they would like expand on that lore and be like, oh, well, Shanks actually has like, like at the end of it, like, I actually have 12 brothers and sisters. I don't know any of them though. Like that would <laughs> be but You know what they also had? You know what they also had? Probably chlamydia. Yeah. Oh God. They oh. <laughs> but this is a or... fantastical world. They don't have... <laughs> ST the devil the, the devil fruit scurvy is against all of that in one piece oh yeah it is a scurvy. Have, so yeah. stds are obviously confirmed in one piece that's right sorry that i don't make the rules all i'm saying is is that pirates bathe like probably once a week and shanks if he gets routinely beat up and thrown shit at at bars like he does in romance dawn i i there's no way that man is keeping his privates clean I'm I sorry. I know they all stink. I know they, they probably stink. really do. Yeah. <laughs> One Piece stinks. Like I, I know they all stink. You know, <laughs> it's, it's funny because uh, seemingly with their hygiene, you know, we're knocking them down quite a bit. Uh, Shanks and all his crew members seem to have all their teeth. You want to know who doesn't have all their teeth? Blackbeard. Oh, you're right. Foreshadow, but foreshadow. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't keep himself well. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just something I, I, I noticed. Funny things to point out. Yeah. Silly things. Um, anyone got final words on just this portion of One Piece? Uh, you know, from Romance Dawn up to Syrup Village? Because next week, we're going to be talking about Berete, the Sanji arc. Yeah, I think... Wait, we're uh, only going to talk about Berete next week? Yeah, man. We're just we going to talk about that. Yeah. Damn. A lot happens. I think these first arcs set the groundwork really nicely. And then the next arc just kind of runs with it and delivers on all fronts. I'll agree. I'll agree. It does. Yeah. But any, any last things on uh, Romance Dawn to Syrup before we close out? It was nice to finally read it being an anime only up until um, the time skip. It's nice to finally go back and finally read it. Uh, oh, you watched it first and then and I then watched. Back and yeah. Okay. I'm reading it right now as we're doing these. So, cause oh. I only, I only read the post time skip um, because right. of the, the anime really dropped the ball at it a did. certain point. It did. So it's really interesting to go back and reading things and to seeing how Oda developed as a mangaka. Like, I really love when manga, you can see a really good development of a mangaka. Berserk does it fantastic. Oda oh, it does. Yeah. Oda really, especially if you compare like these early chapters to even like, let's say, um, 
in the art in the ma- next major saga after alabasta things are so much different things are so much different and then compared now when you were having these cataclysmic events in recent chapters it's really nice to see how he develops i i agree like one piece is one of those few series that i feel like has just gotten better with time you can't really say that about a lot of stories because like i <laughs> i mean I, i'm just gonna pull one out the hat naruto naruto was good for a time as it went on <laughs> as it went on it was kind of like oh, okay part one was good then it had a dip and then pain arc the pain saga and right. then it dipped again <laughs> and then it dipped again yes. maybe we should also do naruto Oh, oh god! But that, was, in, that I'm not, we're already doing One Piece. We're gonna be here for like the next two. No, years no, I, I meant in before we catch up. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just throwing ideas. It's okay. It's good. You might see a One Piece pot. What are we gonna That's do? So talk cool. about fillers? Like, it's I, no. I we no! Really want to talk about. Why fillers. Are we I can't about believe we talked about Gaiman today. We just touched on it. Gaiman's not filler. I know he's not filler. I'm talking about Naruto. Naruto is. We gotta talk about Boruto. Stop. Let's talk about Boruto. Oh, Grandmaster's favorite character. And his Naruto's son. Naruto's no, son. No, Boruto's dad. No, Boruto. Naruto's son. <laughs> I ain't with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's our One Piece Chronicle recap on everything from Romance Dawn up until Syrup Village. Uh, stay tuned with us for next week where we jump into Barate and we talk about Sanji and everything that happens in that arc. You might be questioning how we're going to do a, an entire pod on just Sanji. Listen, there's a lot that happens in that arc. And there's a lot that happens in the arc after that. So we're going to be covering those separately. Uh, I'm excited for next week, but today was also great. Loved covering these early chapters of One Piece, but... Yeah, let us know what you all think about early One Piece. Did any of these arcs hook you in before you got into the later portions like Arlong Park or Alabasta, if that's your favorite? Or were you sucked in with Syrup Village? Were you sucked in with Syrup Village? Some people were sucked in with Syrup Village. Syrup Village was great. But anyways, that's all we have for this week at the Yonko Table. I'm your young co-host, Dr. Jason Turney. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on social media, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the Yonko Table. We make funny jokes on there as well. Just jokes, only jokes, great jokes. I'm your Yonko host, Dr. Jason Turney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop, Supernova's comic Chris and Nino Desplazado signing off, guys, and take care.